0: Cooking in a tiny kitchen is obviously going to be a challenge. We have, you know, maybe a couple square feet of counter space. Our sink is absolutely minuscule, maybe one square foot. So you're already at a lot of disadvantages when you start this tiny kitchen cooking. But at the same time, I think that those things can serve to actually improve your cooking a lot. All of that stuff, I think, really combines to make you a much better cook.
1: back to living the next chapter i have my for the first time ever ever i have an author coming on to talk about a cookbook yay like finally this is amazing um aj's on with me today we're going to be talking about not just an amazing cookbook but a cookbook that's designed for people living the bus life a nomadic lifestyle you know those are people that we're all jealous about who get to drive wherever they want and like wake up on the beach yeah that's what AJ does, and it's exciting to have AJ here. He's written a cookbook that's designed for small spaces, but not just, like, making the basics. He, he, I'll go through his Instagram. You'll even see. This is, like, mouth-watering, amazing recipes here for everyone to take check out. AJ, welcome to Living the Next Chapter.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: It's again, my first time ever having a cookbook author on. This is amazing. You're blazing new trails for everyone. Um, this is going to be really fun. Nice to have you here. Thanks. So tell me, um, where are you guys today? Like, because you guys can move around and go anywhere. Tell me where you are right now in the world.
0: So we are currently in Boulder, Colorado. We uh, just rolled in maybe a week ago. Nice. Uh, Iona's family, my partner's family, is from here. So we're here, parked in her mom's backyard right in downtown Boulder.
1: Nice. Amazing. So you guys are completely equipped. You can go anywhere. And what I love watching on your Instagram is you like there's clips of you guys and they're all kind of spliced together. One moment I see the let's see the, like water and then next I see forest. And like I'm so jealous that you guys can just pick up and go anywhere at any time. Um tell us how this all started for the two of you that you ended up this is the lifestyle you chose to do.
0: Sure. So uh for me. I worked as a wildland firefighter through most of my 20s. And during that time, I got really used to living out of a duffel bag, living on a truck, and being in some new, beautiful place every couple of weeks. So when I left that job at the end of my 20s, I pretty much immediately had itchy feet and just wanted to be back on the move. And this lifestyle really appealed to me. Uh, right around that time, I met my fiance, Ayana. And she was independently thinking about bus life at the time. So, you know, pretty recklessly fast, about three months into our relationship, we ended up buying the bus and starting converting it together. But, uh, you yeah, know, it's been going great.
1: All right. For so those people that are listening to us, um, AJ, tell us about the bus. How, how big is this thing you guys have? Are we talking like a full-length school bus? Are we talking one of the smaller? Can you give us some perspective? Sure.
0: Yeah. So our bus is a its 22 feet long. It's a short bus van front. um, 2001. And it was a handicapped bus out of Lamar, Texas when we bought it. But uh, yeah, now it's a a pretty nice little tiny home with about 90 square feet of living space.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your cooking background. Have you always loved cooking? And that's kind of been a thing for you? Or do you adapting to your space and trying to come up with great great meal ideas on, in a limited space?
0: It's definitely a little bit of both. Um, okay. I grew up in a family where cooking was really important. Food was really important. Uh, my dad cooked a lot. He's of French descent, so you know, cooking was really important in his family, and he really instilled that in all of his boys. Uh, my older brothers worked in restaurants, so they were always cooking and yeah, you know, pretty much from the age that I was tall enough to reach the stovetop, I've been learning. Uh that said, I, I've never, you know, I didn't go to coloring school. I've never worked in a kitchen. It's all just been passion and uh, you know reading a lot of textbooks, trying a lot of dishes while traveling and doing my best to bring all of that home.
1: hey so what is your current setup for your kitchen as far as cooking? What do you guys have? What are you using just to give us some context as well?
0: Sure. Yeah. So it's As I mentioned, it's 90 square feet in here. There's not a lot of space for any of that. All we have is a little three burner propane cooktop and, uh, you know, about one square foot of counter space. And then there's a dining room table that can double as a little bit of extra counter space, but it's pretty basic. Um, so we've had to figure out a lot of, uh, you know, recipes that work in that space and also tricks and hacks like uh, baking on the
1: stovetop. And on top of that is food storage as well, right? You don't have like a big, huge monster fridge and freezer and all that stuff. you got to find a place to store all this food as well. So how would you have for food storage?
0: Yeah, so we've got a little 70 liter mini fridge. Um, You know, it's about the size of your standard dorm mini fridge. Wow. Uh, But it's 12 volt. DC, so it's a little bit more efficient than one of those. Yeah, and then we've got a pretty large pantry. um My partner riana is very kind in how much of our living space she lets me take over with food and cooking equipment.
1: <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay, so wow, so not only prep space, it's a storage thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you have to navigate for cooking. You don't have an oven, then, right? It's all stovetop.
0: Yeah, all stovetop baking. Wow. It was definitely a you know, we we would have loved to have put an oven in, but there just wasn't space for it in our build. And so I really, as soon as we made that decision, I decided I was going to teach myself how to bake on the stovetop. And we really developed a method that's been pretty, pretty successful.
1: Okay, so when did the Bus Life Kitchen uh, cookbook come out?
0: Bus Life Kitchen cookbook came out uh, July of 2022. So it's been close to a year now.
1: Amazing. So where has the book gone? Do you have any countries or any places you're like, I can't believe my book is here in this part of the world now?
0: Yeah, it's it's really all over. Uh, so I, I funded the book with Kickstarter. So that was a really successful uh, fundraising campaign, which found a lot of people in a lot of different countries. And at this point, I don't have an exact number of countries, but it's, I think, upwards of fifteen different countries now nice. are hard copies of the book Wow which is pretty cool
1: okay, so I gotta ask where do you have copies of the books with you as you travel because where are you gonna put those <laughs> we
0: do um so thankfully, my brother lives in Denver and he was willing to uh store all of the hard copies in his garage <laughs> for us nice every time we pop back into town we grab a few hundred more copies and fill up
1: wow okay so who would benefit the most from this book aj who is this perfect for
0: you know it's i think really perfect for travelers in general yes people who like to try new foods it's a lot of different cuisines in there so people who like traveling in their actual life people who prefer to travel just in their kitchen and you know it is obviously also directed at the Fan life, bus life, RV, camping communities. But, you know, anybody with a tiny kitchen or, or a regular size kitchen, I think, can benefit from it and learn some new foods and some new techniques.
1: Amazing. Okay. What's one recipe you tried that just did not translate in a small space? And you're like, oh, I wish I could do this, but I just can't figure out a way to cook <laughs> this. What is it?
0: You know, we have trouble with just about anything that requires a frozen ingredient. We don't really have a proper freezer. So unless we're parked outside of the Walmart at the time and can go in and buy frozen berries or ice cream, those things are pretty much all off the table. And, uh, you know, baking was a challenge. I think at this point we have it figured out, but there was a lot of uh a lot of mistakes made
1: along the way. Nice. So give us some highlights from the cookbook. What are some of the uh, things that we're going to find in there? Is it a, like all all the different meals of the day? Is it kind of focused on one certain meal?
0: You know, I tried to hit all the bases and make dishes for, you know, simple weeknight meals and also for, you know, fancy holiday feasts. But uh there is a tendency toward the gourmet, I would say. It's uh it's focused on a little bit fancier food, but still, all stuff that you can do pretty simply. Every recipe fits on a single page, so it can't be too complicated if uh, if that's yeah. the case. Um, but beyond that, it's 105 recipes from about 15 different cuisines from all over the world. So you know, there's a lot of there's Vietnamese food, Thai food, nice. Costa Rican food, French food. It's all sorts of things.
1: Beautiful and the, what's the average serving size then? Is it for two people, one person? How does it translate?
0: Most recipes are for two to four, depending okay. on hunger. What I, is what I generally yeah. say because you know it's it's tough to know how much people eat individually.
1: Yeah. Wow. So this would be also perfect. We talked about before I didn't record. This would be great for somebody living in a tiny apartment. Maybe they don't have an oven. They don't have a freezer. You know, they only have what they have. This might be a, a book that goes beyond the nomadic lifestyle and bus life and can also help people in small settings like that as well
0: absolutely yeah i think uh you know what i tell people generally is if you live in a small space with a small kitchen it's perfect and if you live in a space with a larger kitchen all the recipes are just a little bit easier you have a little bit more space yeah maybe you have amazing
1: Amazing. talk about a little bit about your van life as well like how how far do you guys travel in any given year? Give us some perspective, how much ro- how much windshield time you have uh, driving around.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's varied a lot through our time in the bus. We've been on the road for about two and a half years now. And yeah. uh, in our ideal schedule, we find someplace nice. We go out and we boondock for 10 to 14 days. And then when the food's low and we're out of water, we go into town, resupply, and drive, you know, Maybe two three hours down the road to the next spot. So we like a pretty slow pace of travel, but that's not always possible. Uh, we actually traveled with a circus for a year while we were on the road.
1: <laughs> wait, wait! You travel with a circus? Okay, I gotta know more about this. Wow! Yeah,
0: my, my fiance Anna was a nanny before we lived in the bus, and she got a job nannying for at the Venardo Circus traveling around the country. So they move at a much faster pace. And uh, and we followed them down to Florida and then all the way up to Tacoma, Washington.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's pretty interesting. So you do get to see a lot of the world then. Um, what what really attracts you to, to van life and, and living this lifestyle? I'm, I'm really curious and a little jealous, I got to say, because... It just feels, I just love the idea of just going somewhere, flipping open the map and just saying, let's go here and just go see what it's like. Um, What's so attractive for you about this?
0: I mean, you've hit the nail on the head right there, I think. Just being able to explore all these places that we've wondered about is definitely one of the biggest draws, you know, filling in that map in our minds. But uh, beyond that, I think... The simplicity of life is really what keeps us in this. When you own so little stuff and your bills are so small every month, right. it's really easy to spend your time doing the things that you're passionate about, like nice. writing a cookbook, you know.
1: Nice. I love that. That makes oh that makes so much sense to not have to live under the weight of all the items you own and be enslaved to your possessions, all that stuff, right? That's something that's really catching my ear right now. So thank (laughs) you, AJ, for that. Um, This is really cool. Talk a little bit about um, cabin fever. What happens for the two of you and the dog? You guys are in this thing. It's raining for three weeks and you're stuck inside. What do you guys do to break the cabin fever? It's got to be some secret here.
0: I wish that we had a secret. I think uh, I think that's maybe just a curse of the lifestyle. Yeah. We've uh you know, we probably wouldn't stay three weeks, we'd drive to greener pastures, yeah. but we've definitely been caught a number of times in uh, you know, a week or so of gray days or high winds or something that keeps us stuck in the bus, the two of us and the dog in this tiny little space. And uh yeah, you know, it frees our nerves a little bit. <laughs>
1: So, I've been watching the videos of you guys out on the road, and behind you, off your your shoulder there, I see the wood stove and bananas. So, um, (laughs) how big is this wood stove? And this is fully functional, I believe, right?
0: It is. Yeah. It's it's pretty tiny. You know, I think it's maybe about a cubic foot, but uh, (laughs) it's rated for around 200 square feet, which is twice what we've got. And when we really burn it, it is, uh, we got to open the windows. It's too much. But uh, yeah, it's really fun, you know. In the winter, when it's cold out, having a little fire—there's there, nothing that beats that.
1: That is amazing. I love it. So, did you guys do all the designs for your 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 unit together? How did you come up with all the plans for all this?
0: Yeah, we. Uh, it was definitely, as I mentioned before, we've been together for about three months when we bought yeah. this. So it's still a fledgling relationship, and I think we worked through a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of long term. <laughs> Things very quickly, <laughs> trying to design our dream home inside this tiny little space. So yeah, we we did all the design together. We did all of, most of the work together. We we hired somebody with a little bit more expertise to help us with yeah. uh, some cabinetry. But yeah, Amazing. figuring out all the things that were important was definitely a lot of compromising. Yes.
1: Okay, so jumping back to the cookbook, then AJ um what is what is something out of that cookbook that is your your go-to if you're going to plan dinner tonight and you have everything you need what is probably the one thing that you're like i got i just got to make this again it's my favorite thing in the book what is it
0: i i would say that the the plate lunch from the hawaiian section is my go-to for feeding people okay not everybody's had a chance to try a lot of hawaiian food in their life and uh the huli huli chicken and the Hawaiian mac salad are just both huge crowd pleasers i don't think anybody's ever upset about eating those
1: mm, nice
0: yeah
1: so do you have any canadian food on the menu at all
0: <laughs> i don't i don't think i i don't know much about canadian food beyond there food you food.
1: go <laughs> yeah we don't know much about canadian food in canada either so you're <laughs> fine there um yeah but we'd love to have you guys come to canada sometime and show off your uh, cooking skills and and see the see the the your unit there as well that's amazing i Again I'm I'm kind of I keep saying it I'm jealous because I just think this is such a cool a cool way to experience life and you know the one thing I I when doing my research on you too AJ was before before going through this and writing the book you traveled around and I guess kind of got bit by that traveling bug and living out of a small small area by fighting forest fires and stuff can you talk a little bit about that that's really interesting to me as well
0: yeah that was uh you know So I grew up in a very swampy part of southeastern Virginia and lived there until I was about 22 years old. And honestly, during that time, I'm not sure that I knew that wildfires were a real thing, just didn't really exist in my mind. And then I moved out to Oregon after college, got my first job out there, which is where I first laid eyes on an actual wildfire in the landscape. And it just absolutely blew me away. It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen uh you know it wasn't a real ripper or anything it was just a little grass fire on the side of the highway uh right at sunset so it's really beautiful too and i decided right then and there that i needed to learn more about that so i went home that night started applying for jobs and a week later i had a job as a firefighter
1: (laughs) uh yeah
0: and that that excitement around it never really passed it's just fire as a force of nature is such an incredible thing and really the only way to get to see fire in action is to be a firefighter so i i loved that time and you know a lot of it is really really hard work as well but you get to be in some really incredible places and uh, see just some really incredibly beautiful and awe-inspiring things
1: that's that's amazing too like I would think you'd be out on the road for a while. Then you don't like. It's not like a. You go to work nine to five, punch out, and go home. You're kind of in in it, right? So, how long would you be in one certain area uh, before you would move on?
0: So generally, it's a two or three week assignment. Um, Wow, you work you know up to sixteen hours a day during that time. So I, my entire career, I was a seasonal worker, so I only got six months out of the year. But my last season, in those six months,
1: I worked 1,100 hours of overtime. It's a lot. <laughs> Holy cow. 1,100 hours. Oh, gosh. Okay. So. Wow. So you guys are very safe with your fires, with the wood stove behind you, with all <laughs> your background. That's good to know. Um yeah. Any other tips for somebody who that are thinking about following your lead and saying, you know what, I'm getting bit by the bug here. I want to do this. Anything about like initial plans on, on living like this nomadic lifestyle and bus life, anything you would suggest to people that you've learned over the years that would be helpful to somebody new?
0: You know, I think, uh, try it first is maybe, uh, the top advice. I think that there are a lot of people for whom it sounds really romantic and you know it can be and it is often but it is also really difficult um when you move into a little space like this and you have to be really careful with all your resources all the time um it's just a lot to think about and pretty much everything that you do in life is a little bit more difficult than it is in a more typical modern life so I would say, you know, rent a camper van or just try going on, you know, a two-week road trip, tent camping out of your rig. And if after that you're still really stoked on it, then I think the only advice is to read a lot and go for it.
1: Amazing. Any idea around cost to set up a uh, something similar to what you guys have? Is it really, really expensive after you purchase the vehicle to transform it?
0: It, it varies a ton based on how luxurious you want it to be. Um, you know, the higher end sprinter vans often go for upwards of $200,000 Our We got this uh, short bus for less than $5,000. And then we ended up putting around 20,000 into the build all told some of that being labor. So we're definitely on the cheaper end, but there are people who do it for under $10,000. Wow.
1: Okay. It gives them some context as well. That's good. Um, And then as far as the cookbook, you mentioned it's available uh, through Amazon, but also through your website. so People can buy it directly from you. And I think you said you'll deliver it. No, wait, that's (laughs) all right, Um, because you do have transportation. Um, But no, the best way, if you're in the U.S., for sure, is to buy it directly through the website. And you guys will make a little bit more, hopefully, from that, but it's available on Amazon as well. Um, Tell me about some of the reviews you've heard back, some of the comments on the book.
0: You know, it's been just pretty overwhelmingly positive. I don't think I've had a, a negative review yet, which is a wonderful thing. People seem to love it. It's It's been really popular at all the van life and bus life meetups that we've been to. and uh,
1: Yeah. Awesome. What about um, for people that are new to, to van life and bus life? What kind of communities are out there for them to be a part of and to join in? Any Any recommendations?
0: Yeah. So we we hit the road during, you know, pre-vaccine COVID times. We uh, It was October 2020. Wow. So the first chunk of time that we were on the road, we really didn't meet anybody. We were keeping to ourselves, staying out in wild country. And then immediately after that, we joined up with the circus for a year. So it really wasn't until last summer that we got to start participating in these nomadic communities. But it is a really wonderful and special community i'd say the best way to get to know people is to go to one of the meetups um you know we went to descend bend last year and northwest nomads and then schoolie palooza in january of this year and each one has its own flavor but you see a lot of the same folks at the different meetups and you know you meet there are hundreds of rigs at every one lots and lots of people and I haven't had a bad experience yet. Everybody's super friendly, very
1: generous. Awesome. It's amazing. Okay, so this cookbook would be a great gift as well for your to buy for yourself, but to give. um, Let's hear the pitch, AJ. What would you say to somebody that's looking for a great cookbook for small spaces? This is your commercial time. What would you say to them? How can we promote the book? Give us that overview so we can share this with our friends.
0: Yeah. You know, like I was saying before, I think this book is for people who like to try new things, who like adventure. There's a lot of new foods, some of which you'll recognize from, you know, takeout menus, but maybe you've never made for yourself. And it's all suitable for a really simple two burner stove setup. So it's great for camping. It's great for, you know, uh, cooking at home. It's great for an RV. There's a lot of good food in there, and I think that there's something for everybody and every occasion. On top of that, we have stories about our time on the road, uh, converting the bus. A lot. There's a picture for every recipe, which I know a lot of people really enjoy. Um, yeah, I think it's a really beautiful book, and I think uh, people, just about everybody, enjoys it.
1: Amazing, and people can follow along on the journey through your social media. Instagram is that probably the most active place for you guys.
0: Yeah, we're most active on Instagram. It's uh, the.buslife.kitchen.
1: Beautiful. And then the website, What do we? where do we go?
0: Thebuslifekitchen.com. See,
1: you got this all figured out. And for those that are not seeing this, the book is just off camera, on camera there. AJ's got the shirt on. He's, he's rocking it all. He knows exactly what he's doing. So uh, this is going to be a great cookbook to share, everyone. Um, do you even have like a s'mores recipe for like, outside cooking s'mores at the, at the fire
0: i don't have a s'mores recipe oh, well it's
1: pretty straightforward right yeah. so here you go awesome <laughs> aj thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast and again first time i've ever had a cookbook author on and i hope it's not the last and i'm really really excited and i'm going to be loving and, and sharing your stuff online as well so people can follow the journey so thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast Thanks for having me. Awesome. Really appreciate you being here and being part of our podcast community. LivingThenextchapter.com is our website. I have a thing, I have an offer for you as an author, if you're listening, and you're wanting to build your website for your book. I've had so many authors come on and they're struggling in this area. I'd love to help you. All of the websites that I built for my different podcasts, I have experience and I'd love to help you and get you up and running. I can get you the help you with your domain. Purchase. I can help you with setting up your podcast, making it really simple. And if you love Canva, we can even set it up on Canva for you and you can do all your own maintenance. You don't need to hire anybody. We'll help you get set up. So if that interests you as an author and you want a website for your book, let me know. We can do this. I can help you. LivingTheNextChapter.com is the website for the podcast. You can find me there. I'd love to help you. Reach out. Let me know if I can be of assistance in any way. And thank you again for listening to Living the Next Chapter. Today is where your book begins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.